Hello, this is Larry Goldman. You're listening to The Binge 10. Here were some of the great premieres from last week. And here's the stuff you should be watching this week. So uh, a decent amount of shows kind of started back up this this past week. So some new seasons of some existing shows. Uh, A lot of shows also took off for Memorial Day weekend. Um, But a couple things we could talk about. So how about this one? Master of None. uh, Aziz Ansari has a couple of cameos in this Netflix new season. I think it's season three. But he mostly stepped aside uh, behind the camera. He directed the episodes. He co-wrote the season with Lena Waithe, who who is the main uh, character and actor in this season. Uh, This season does not take a light look at the trials and tribulations of relationship. Instead, it takes a pretty dark and bleak look. Um, with the exception of like one scene with Aziz Ansari and his girlfriend uh, where they have a huge fight in front of another couple and it's awkward and it's funny and it's real. Uh, This is a pretty dark show. Lots of long scenes where there is no talking and you're just watching the characters do mundane things like packing or doing the laundry. There's a one-hour episode on a woman trying to get pregnant through fertility treatment. So in general, if you are a Master of None fan, I'm assuming you'll want to watch this season just to keep up to date. But I got to tell you, this season is a huge snore. Um, Really did not. And and maybe because it's just very different than the last couple seasons, but I like the last couple seasons. Um, Mr. In-Between, back for season three on AMC. Uh, everybody's favorite Australian mobster is back, Ray. They released two episodes to begin with. He goes to jail right away. It's really great because he seems perfectly at home in jail as he is out in the world. At least not any more uh, awkward or different. Great laughs, great violence. I am a huge big fan of Mr. In-Between. Uh, Mr. In-Between staying true to its show, unlike Master of None. Uh, Gamora, back for season three on HBO Max. Uh, The war zone that is central Naples, Italy. It's back in full swing. Basically, it starts off about one year after season two. Uh, Gennaro is trying to go clean. He's now a real estate mogul. He's building an airport. So the story moves back and forth between his new business and Patrizia, who took over his wholesale drug business. Of course, Gennaro can't stay totally clean. He starts to blackmail people. He cuts off a couple of hands. And this is just episode two. I recommend Gamora. Uh, Panic came out on Amazon. Uh, Pat, Panic. It, it doesn't start off being huge young adult, big time YIA. Uh, but after a few episodes, it starts to swing that way. No real stars in this except for Enrique uh, Morciano. hope that's how you spell it. He was just recently on Tell Me Your Secrets. He was on Bloodline. He was on Power. Uh, Stories about a little town in Texas where graduated seniors can compete, seniors in high school, can compete for about $50,000. All the competitions are kind of semi or full-on life-threatening. The money is seen as a way of getting out of the town. 
I felt that the show wasn't violent enough, wasn't original enough, it's not suspenseful enough, it doesn't have enough twists. You're just hoping that somebody breaks a leg or something in, in one of these contexts or, or gets hurt real bad. It's a pretty good premise. I'm probably going to finish the whole season just because I got into it, but it just doesn't ex- execute. I can't recommend Panic. Lucifer on Netflix, the final season of Lucifer is back. They did eight episodes before COVID, and it looks like they finally finished the season. All the episodes are released on Netflix, and Lucifer's dad, otherwise known as God, uh, played by the big Allstate guy, plays a big part in the show. I have always found the show pretty funny. They never really took themselves too seriously, and I always like a good biblical fiction story. Um, I would say uh, Lucifer sticks almost too much uh, to uh, uh, to its uh, its formula, uh, as much as I, I, I told Master of None not to get away from its formula. Uh, I, I forget we're on six season, seven season of Lucifer. It's same old, same old, but I do like it. There is one or two very musical episodes uh, where everybody is singing and dancing. Uh, you'll either like it if you want. If you haven't watched previous seasons of Luc- Lucifer, this season is not very good. And I don't know if you'll really get the story. But if you started it, you should finish it. Keep it up. Uh, I will definitely finish it. Finally, yeah, I watched the Friends reunion. Uh, it was on HBO Max. Um, if you lived through the original airing of the show, or you binge it after the fact, you gotta watch the reunion. James Corden is nothing to get excited about as a host, but they do some fun trivia things with the cast and they talk about auditioning. Though to be honest, I thought IMDb's cast call about Friends was much more interesting. They talked about other huge actors that did not get the roles. And instead, you know, Aniston and Schwimmer and LeBlanc and all these guys got the roles ahead of them. But it's always interesting to see who didn't get it. Is Janine Garofalo and Taylioni. It was, it was who's who of everybody at the time. Uh, the reunion show is two hours, probably a little long. Of course, it gets a little sappy. But it is fun to know that they are actual friends. And they have been for a long time. They brought back some of the bit characters like Janice and Gunther. Tom Selleck, uh, watch, if you watch Friends, if you watch it multiple times, you got to watch the Friends reunion. Uh, so Debris finished up last week. It ended all right. George is a bad guy. Okay, didn't see it coming. Not sure I care. Uh, but there's some interesting going stuff going on there. I will continue to watch it next year. Uh, Mayor of Eastwood also ended this week with a little bit of a twist. Again, didn't see that coming. Uh, don't know how you could. Should be easy to make another season of this show. Um, so who are my top 10 series? A lot of stuff, stuff went away from Memorial Day weekend. Not a ton started up. So I'll give 10 to Mythic Quest. Okay. I, I'm going to put that in the mix. I still don't totally see that this joke is continuing, but I don't mind it. It's pretty good stuff. Number nine, Mr. In Between. I think this is going to walk up the charts. Uh, eight's Fair the Walking Dead, though they did take off Memorial Day. Seven was Big Shot. The daughter throws a party, tries to blame it on her dad. I don't know how that would work. He doesn't quite fall for it. Number six is Mosquito Coast. We meet Kalaka and the FBI try to protect the family. Family is protected. The FBI guy is not so much. 
number five is Hack. Gave us another couple of ep- episodes. Deborah gets her eyes fixed, and Ava meets a guy who jumps off the top of the casino. How about that? Uh, number four, everything's going to be okay. Is Nicholas autistic? We'll find out. Number three, Gangs of London took Memorial Day off. Two was Cruel Summer. Now it looks like Kate is the bad guy. Can't wait for this week to see where they're going to go next. Number one, Blacklist. Wrestler gets shot. Red rescues Liz from Townsend. Still no secrets being revealed, but we have got to be close. Just got to be. Uh, new binges. There wasn't too much that came out that I could really recommend as a new binge. Didn't like Panic very much. So I did put Gamora on here. So number 10 is Gamora. Nine is For All Mankind. Eight is Who Killed Sarah. Seven is Castlevania. Six is Sky Rojo. Four is Girls. Five ever. Three, Jupiter's Legacy. This was really good. Jupiter's Legacy is really, really good. Uh, great superhero show. Like the way it ended. A little bit of a twist. I like that this could go a lot of different directions. Two, Love, Death, and Robots. And one, I have as Serpent. We'll knock Serpent off the top soon, though. Bunch of new stuff coming out. You got Racket Boys on Netflix. That's foreign. You got Oslo on HBO Max. Kin's Convenience. I never got into that one. A lot of people like it. It starts up again on Wednesday on Netflix. We Are Lady Parts on Peacock on Thursday is about a female punk Muslim band. That's right. Punk Muslim band. The Conjuring, the new movie, comes out Friday, HBO Max. Feel Good. Uh, this comes out on Netflix on Friday. This is season two. Season one was a winner. Looked good. Lizy's Story on Apple TV Friday. This is a Stephen King thing. Sweet Tooth comes out on Netflix on Friday. Another graphic novel turned Netflix series. And War of the Worlds, which I did enjoy uh, last summer on Epic's Sunday season two. Um, I did watch a movie and I watched a documentary. So Army of the Dead came out. Uh, Zack Snyder's zombie movie. A group of mercenaries are trying to rob a casino in Vegas once the city is overrun by zombies. So you got to get through the zombies, into the casino, into the safe, and get your money. I like the idea a lot. These are fast zombies, so like World War Z, not slow zombies like Walking Dead. Pretty much decent amount of violence, decent amount of action. Thought it would be funnier, especially with Batista. Uh, Ella Purnell from Sweet Bitters is on this show as well. I hate every character she plays, and she doesn't disappoint the army dead. I hate her character in this one as well. Um, you can never tell if you hate the character because the acting is so good, they make you hate the character. Or is it? Or do you hate the character because the acting is that bad, and you hate the character? Hard to say. Uh, Omari Hardwick, uh, Ghost from Power, was in this one. He was pretty great. I might have gone in this with too high of expectations because I liked uh, Zack Snyder's remix of Justice League so much. So I'm giving Army of that just an okay. It just didn't click into place for me, which I was really disappointed at. I thought I was going to laugh. I thought there were going to be crazy violence, crazy action scenes. Um, and though there was a zombie tiger and a zombie horse, um, I, I I don't know. I just didn't dig it enough. Um uh, I did watch also the Pink documentary. Now, I am 
a uh, guilty of being a Pink music fan. I'm a big fan of Pink. Uh, listen to all of her stuff. Uh, always listen to all of her new singles. This was on Amazon. A documentary basically takes a look into Pink's life leading up to a huge, enormous concert at Wembley Stadium in London. Uh, it definitely gives a flavor of what it takes to put on a show like this, both physically and mentally, uh, especially for all those stunts that Pink does. She flies all over the stadium. It's actually pretty crazy to see. It's like uh, Tom Cruise doing his own stunts. I mean, she really has a lot of guts to do some of these things. Uh, they definitely want us to see her as a mom and a wife. Half the show is about her kids. Maybe you like that. Maybe you don't. They're young kids. I think they're eight and I don't know, maybe two. Uh, I still liked the documentary a lot. Uh, it's a little over an hour and a half, uh, but I dug it. So plenty of stuff to watch. Keep watching. Binge 10 signing off.